1: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
2: the first four hours were simply in a moose bouche i'm stuffed i can't remember the last time i ate this much sure is the one not dessert not for me how good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. And we're brought to you by Extend Technologies. What's going on? Uh, I was getting texts
3: from people in the city that listen to the show. Oh. That said that we should have been a little more insulted by what Douglas Marie said to us about our conversation today. Why? Uh, they thought it was patently unfair what he had said to us regarding the Ryan Day conversation.
2: I don't. I, I wasn't insulted. Doug has his own opinions, and I have mine.
3: That's kind of what I said. Um, I. I criticize other shows and their framing of conversations all the time. Why would I? Do. Why would I get mad that somebody did the same to us? Um, doesn't bother me in the least. I mean. I guess some of the stuff Nick was saying on the afternoon show yesterday about how crazy any of the Ryan Day conversation was. Um, and I guess it's semantics. At no point did we say Ryan Day should be fired. Guys, ninety nine percent of sports
2: conversation is semantic.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But at no think point at no point did I say I thought Ryan Day should be fired. And no. then to that someone would probably go, Yeah, but you keep talking about it, so you're part of the problem. I think it's just you're evaluating The head coach. Am I not allowed to evaluate the head coach? We're fans. I went to Ohio State, but even if I didn't, uh, as a broadcaster here in town or any of our listeners, we evaluate everything all the time. Do you not evaluate your bosses? Do you not evaluate the companies you work for? Does not everybody evaluate the local bar that they go drink at? Does not everybody think they could run the bar that they drink at better than the people running the bar? Do you think
4: (laughs) maybe you're overanalyzing this on your evaluations? Um, Well, how so? I I think... I think we're asking Just how. when you get to all of that other stuff, and to compare the Ryan Day situation, uh-huh. like maybe,
2: uh, listen, it's the, it, it, it really is this sense.
4: It, it really is this simple. If he goes to the bowl
2: game, well, if they go to the Rose Bowl and they win the bowl game? He'll be forty-six and five. Mm-hmm. And then if they win eleven games the next year. They'll be fifty-seven and five, mm-hmm. and if he loses like he did to Michigan again, it'll be a perfectly warranted conversation. Even if he's 50, no, fifty-seven I, and six, I think some people say it won't be. And he ends up losing to Michigan the same way he did. Because if you lose to Michigan three straight times and you get your ass handed to you three straight times, yes, it's a warranted conversation.
3: Well, if if it's we're that not simple, if, forget then the Ryan Day conversation. Maybe the conversation we should have that I think maybe would be more interesting to everybody is – because we know Ryan Day's not getting fired. The question is, I guess, how much heat should he be getting? Is that Ohio State had this stranglehold of <gasps> program dominance mm-hmm. for 20 years. Mm-hmm. The day that Jim Tressel went in Ann Arbor and beat Michigan for that first time in yeah, 2001. Even
2: though they lost the next year.
3: They – no, no, no. They went and won in 2001 – Won in 2002, lost in 2003. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, or uh, yeah, those years. Yeah. The minute that Jim Trestle took over, Ohio State ascended as the sheer best program in the Big Ten. Wasn't even really debated. Michigan had some years where they were pretty good. But even in those years, they were pretty good. Nobody was saying Michigan's a better program. It was always Ohio State has a chance to win the national championship. And then it's all the rest. There were years where Penn State was in the mix. There were years when Wisconsin was in the mix. There were years when Michigan State was in the mix. But it was always Ohio State and everybody else. Last year, Ryan Day loses a game. It happens. You were not going to win every game forever. Mm -hmm. And whether it was the snow, whether it was just a bad game, whether it was Michigan stepped up and outplayed us. And Jim Arbaugh deserved credit. And finally he got a victory wasn't against Urban Meyer, but finally he got a victory. All of that was fine to say. It happens. Uh, don't let it happen again, which is a little unfair. You're allowed to lose games. You should be, even though this conversation might sound like it's not okay to lose games. Um, but there were whispers, oh, did Michigan catch up? And then people like me would say, no. It was a one-year blip. You're allowed to lose one game. There were years at Alabama has lost to Auburn, there were years at Alabama, lost to LSU. Didn't mean those programs were better than Alabama. Same thing here. You're allowed to lose a game here or there. But then you come back as big-time favorites. Big-time favorites. Don't ever forget that. I mean, they were anywhere from 7-9 to point spread favorites. I I saw it anywhere from 7-9 to throughout the week. Mm -hmm. And you got the doors blown off in the second half. And now it's two straight years. Hold on real quick. Now it's two straight years. And now is a legitimate question to ask. Is Michigan on the same level as Ohio State? Would Keith Britton, season ticket holder, at Michigan who works at the station? Would he say Michigan has surpassed Ohio State? I wouldn't agree with that. But would he say that? I wouldn't either. The fact that we're even having this conversation. The fact that nobody would go and say that... Ohio State intimidates Jim Harbaugh and Michigan today. Mm. I think that is a huge blow to the program. And in just two years, Michigan has eaten away at a two-decade stranglehold that Ohio State had. That's on the coach.
4: Go ahead, Owen. You were going to say something. No, does it, so it matters because it's the last game of the year. If this rivalry was played the second weekend of October every year. It wouldn't be the same. I mean, that's part of the rivalry. The rivalry, that
2: that's what – and that's why I, I worry along with Anthony about the playoffs is I don't think Ohio State and Michigan should ever meet again except for one time a year. Mm. I don't want them to meet again. It should hurt for an entire year if you lose. That's,
4: that's, that's a long – well, so, such a I'm long just, time. I'm trying to equate it to what I know, which is Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Huge – grew up a huge Oklahoma fan until my kids started being so busy on Saturdays in the last four years. I really I watched every single Oklahoma game and Texas was the chief rival. you know, since Nebraska had moved away, Texas has been the chief rival. Well, that's played earlier in the year. And they mm. there was a year was it two years ago where they played again in the big Texas won the regular season game, they played again in the big 12 championship. Oklahoma won made the playoff because of it mm-hmm. um, But I don't know. you brought up that we had you know and I'd asked in the meeting with Keith yesterday, why does it matter? Uh, more this game than it'd be okay to lose to Iowa or Purdue every year, you know, if that's your only loss. I just, to me, like, I'm fine with losing to K-State, you know, this year. I don't want to lose to them every year, but. I
2: I just put, I put Ohio State in a very special category. Um, And I think that they need to. What Ohio State needs to do is always challenge that category, because you know the thing that the kid, the, the Luke Hamilton kid from over in Avon said yeah. that that should that should startle you. Yeah, because you need kids who know how to play and are tough. That when he says that, he believes, and a lot of other players in Ohio believe that they take Ohio players for granted. That means that you know you're you're getting fat on your own eff- essence.
4: If I can if I can borrow something from Carlos do you think Dan's that's baby? an original thought of his and not. The recruiters that are putting that into the Michigan well, recruiters that are sees saying, it. Hey, he sees it. These I guys mean, aren't even looking at you.
2: that. I'm sure obviously there is negative recruiting and there's certainly, if you're Michigan, you're trying to be like, Hey, we, we want you, we want you here. And they don't even care about you. I'm sure that's in there too, but you could always go to an Ohio state and on a visit and fig- figure out whether or not that's true or not in your own life. And from everything I'm picking up, boy, you had plenty of opportunities to go visit all these other schools, and it was like, meh, with Ohio State. They came in too late. Like, Penn State rolled out the red carpet for them. Michigan rolled out the red carpet for them. Uh, Michigan, State Michigan State did, did I know the same thing. Sure. Now, yeah. I know that Penn State and Michigan State are not on the same level. I get that, so they have to do those things, and an Ohio State fan would say that. But I also think that when we're talking about toughness, interior, offensive, and defensive line – is usually where
4: that starts. Well, and that's and so what I, I would think kids. you would still be winning Ohio at, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I get that you're going to California to Excuse getting, yeah. the, you know, the speedy wide receiver or yeah. or or that type of player, but I would think you're getting that tough, big bruiser inside guy here yeah. in state. And so when I look at Ohio State, you know,
2: I, I'm trying to put, like, what, what would Alabama be without Nick Saban? What do you guys think Alabama would be without Saban? If Saban leaves... Do they do they run the risk? The
4: same do, thing they were with Shula.
2: Well, does well that's the thing. Has Saban built them up enough over? I mean, he's been there sixteen years, fifteen years, fifteen. Wow, years. yeah, he's been there a while now. Yeah, Saban's been there so long. Has Saban built them up enough with the boosters, with everybody, where they can't go back to Shula? Because Ohio State. That's I look at Ohio State as such an yep. in, such a different program where you've had three coaching changes, and you've had you say that a couple that, of
4: hiccups. But Alabama had Bear Bryant. Yeah,
2: I mean, and, and then that's, they got to that. But point. I think that strengthens my point about Ohio State. Is I I look at them, unlike I look at almost any other program like USC. It was just whether or not really it just was whether or not their their, bo- their boosters were tired of being tight asses. And they were willing to pay. They didn't really want to pay Clay Helton. They wanted to clean it up. Then they got tired of losing to Utah. Yeah. Got tired of winning seven games, and so they decided—you yeah, know—Mountain West schools yeah. that moved in. Yeah. So they decided we're going to go after Lincoln Riley, and that's that's what we're going to do. And so they decided that they were going to do that. And so, like USC, I always see as a cyclical sleeping giant, but Ohio State just pumps and pumps and pumps money through, and I just feel that any coach. A, whether it be a cold-blooded killer like Urban Meyer or a lovable guy like the guys, some of the guys we know would want that job. And that's why I think that they're in a different spot than a lot of other places. There's a lot of places who think they have that, Nebraska, and they don't. And Ohio State, because of just the funds... The resources. They just take it more seriously. They take it seriously. They take winning seriously, and so that's why when I when I look at a, when I first saw the fans wanting Ryan Day's head, I too did, Pfft.
4: and I went, "Well, Lima, is that why you're so upset about this because of the seriousness that I, <coughs> that being an alumnus, it,
3: it, you know what it is, Owen? I lived through those down times. I was younger, but." I lived through a period of time when the Michigan Wolverines were one of the coolest brands oh yeah in all of oh, college yeah. sports.
4: They were I mean there I know a ton of kids growing up in Oklahoma that were Wolverine fans because OU was going through mm. a horrible, you know, decade of the 90s as well yep. and you had not only Fab 5 but Charles Woodson The Fab and,
3: 5 is a big part of it and that's basketball. Yeah, but still but,
4: the branding of it all. But their
3: branding and so everywhere I looked I saw Michigan, and I didn't see Ohio State. Now that changed over 20 years. Ohio State, first of all, the sheer numbers of their, of, you know, the amount of people that have gone through the school, the sheer amount of people that live in the state of Ohio, the sheer amount of people that live in Columbus, they have advantages. They're always going to have a big, big fan base, no matter
4: what. You think it helps that there's not another real D one? Yes. School. Not only I know that, there's a ton of Mac schools. Not but.
3: only that, there's no NFL. There's no NBA in Columbus. Yeah. There's none of that. So Ohio State matters so much more. It is an advantage that Ohio State has. They do take it seriously. And what I get nervous about is if this continues on, and I don't think Ryan Day's just going to lose to Michigan every year, I, I think he, he he's going to get at least another year. And he he better, he better at least keep it close. I'll just give him that. I mean, if they got run off the field, he'd be he'd be fired before they even. He'd have the Herm Edwards firing. They wouldn't even let him uh, get to talk to the kids in in the end zone. Yeah, it'd be over. Man, Um, that's how quickly it changes. Would he show up on
4: TV in Ohio State gear though?
3: No, no, he would not. No, he would not. Uh, He he would have to pray that he would have all these NFL teams lining up for his services the way some people think. Uh, What I get nervous about as someone who lived through that Michigan dominance is that it's always available again. I never wrote off Michigan for 20 years. I'm not naive enough because I've seen it. I never once wrote off. I wrote off the Wisconsin's of the world. I wrote off the Penn State's of the world. I never truly thought those schools could hang with Ohio State long-term. Michigan is a different story.
2: And I, I do know this. And, and this is a little bit, Owen, no offense, I'm from here. What, We're you're f- saying I'm not from it. No. Well, you know. I mean, you would know Bedlam better than I, because at first I was like, oh, Oklahoma, Texas. Like, well, there's Bedlam. And yeah. then you mentioned Oklahoma, Texas, and I'm like, well, they should play Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah, again. but Season when you I'm look at it, at like, State I know
4: just the way that it unfolded last year and yeah. it ended up Lincoln Riley left because of the outcome of that game and all mm-hmm. that. But dude, Gunty's 3-15 and 15 against Oklahoma. Jeez, that's right. He's not good. He's not good against Oklahoma. Oklahoma
2: got him, didn't they, yeah, last week? That's yeah. right. Boy, Venables mm-hmm. has had a really rough year and still got And then fast. he lost to Texas Tech the next week. Boy, what a bad finish for Mike Gundy. Should have hired Heifel. My, my, just my guy, but a bad finish for Mike Gundy.
3: But just after all this, just because I don't want to move on, the last thing I would say about it is when you have a chance – to allow another team and Michigan not just allow Michigan took it to give them credit they absolutely did this isn't just about Ohio State that's how I should respect Michigan I should respect their place in the rivalry I did not respect them for many
4: years no I just just I was in Michigan during the game yeah. I've never seen it was weird seeing Saturday and Sunday um you know I've always seen the way that Ohioans uh, think about Michigan and University of Michigan and people from Michigan during this rivalry. I've never seen it the other way. And it was a little funny walking through. We were at the big Christmas store up there and all these people still wearing their Michigan stuff. And there's the Ohio State section and the people walking by going, ugh, I can't, you know, <coughs> who'd want this this nasty mm-hmm. Buckeyes? It was a little weird. Mm-hmm. But I guess those people do exist. The,
3: the, the other thing is um, going forward... This is being drummed up now and I would do the same thing if I were Michigan. They're drumming up the recruiting stuff about how we have the edge now. Starting to pluck some of the Ohio kids. Oh, well, yeah. Ohio State is sleeping on these guys. They're taking them for granted. These articles have been written all in the last, it's no coincidence. They've all been written in the last 48 hours. This is going to be some interesting sledding going forward. You can't have it both ways if you're an Ohio State fan. You can't applaud, and champion the best recruiting classes in the country and then also say, but he has to keep recruiting Ohio big. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. That is not – listen, Tressel, when he won that national championship uh, very early on in in his tenure, a lot of that was his recruiting class. He wanted to wall off the state of Ohio. I have talked to some recruiting people in the past few days. They said Ohio talent is down. It is down. It is, not, it is not what you would want to try to sustain a national powerhouse. To do it like Trestle was doing early on. What did Trestle then start to do after he fortified Ohio and beat Michigan? He's like, I got to go get the Terrell Pryors of the world. Even if it might be, uh, might be a little seedy in the background going on. He, he's a little entitled, a little needy. We have to do it. We have to, in some ways sacrifice some of our virtues to go after certain players. And, you know, they won a lot of games. Ohio State did win a lot of games, but some recruiting was starting to slip with Ohio State. This program might be at a crossroads. Do you want to keep recruiting nationally with kids that don't give a you-know-what about Carmen Ohio, that want to use Ohio State as a football factory, and sacrifice maybe some kids aren't up for the Michigan game Maybe it's a 12-team playoff, and the Michigan game doesn't matter nearly as much. Well, this is going to be very interesting. I don't even know that I, I have good, a good opinion on what they should do. I think you, I, this is really,
2: not that easy. There's two things now I have to ask. Because the
3: five-star guys are in other places. They're That's not true. here.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: There's two things I have to add before I finish. I'd rather, one, keep doing what you're doing and brainwash them any way I can. Sabin does make them care. Now, I know it's different Mm. because now you have NIL, so you can't scare them the way that Sabin used to. But Saban does brainwash kids who want to go play in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and who will take Auburn and LSU seriously. And he will get in their face, and he is a psychopath among psychopaths. Mm-hmm. And I would rather, because it, I can get a lot of kid. I can get every kid from Ohio who cares about the rivalry, and I bet I could beat Michigan with a lot of kids from Ohio. But I'm also probably going to start going – Nine and three.
4: But hasn't and the, losing those out of conference games. Hasn't the recruiting pitch been though this is where you come to go to the NFL? Yeah. And I so still need to do that. Losing the rivalry game doesn't matter then because you're still going to the NFL, exactly. right? Exactly.
2: So I, I but I, but that's why it's I need to impress upon them. And I don't know how much more I can be how much clearer I can be when you're planting the flag in the middle of the field yeah. and JJ McCarthy is waving you off Mm. like i know i saw clockwork orange two weeks ago i guess i have to keep your eyes open and make you watch that every day until it's physically making you ill
3: they said they prepped for michigan every day just like trestle did just like urban did
2: but is that a problem though is ryan day doing a urban meyer knockoff and not doing his own thing yeah
3: i i i I think it's a fair question like
2: you have to instill your own thing Mm -hmm. you can have tradition black stripes and all that stuff but are you doing your own thing? I asked. That's a problem as well.
3: I asked at the start of the year when we talked to Ari Wasserman, when we talked to Dan Wetzel, when we talked to some of the, I think, Bender. We had Bender on. Talked to these guys and said, we've gotten to the point where it's all Ryan Day's players. Do we know his identity yet? And now we just played, what, 12 games? Yeah. Do we know his identity the, yet?
2: And in the, in the final thing I'll say, what sticks in, I think what sticks in Ohio State fans crawl the most is that an Ohio State fan goes to bed at night knowing that their program wants it more. Knowing Keith over the last nearly dozen years, I mean, that's a long time to know a person, and knowing because of Keith and knowing a lot of Michigan people, Michigan cares about graduation rates, clean program, the, the, the tickets taking care of themselves, winning your home games, and that's it. They really, they do not care as much. Like the the guy who lives in Dearborn, who has a two car garage, who who did who just went to high school and that's it. That guy cares. The people in Ann Arbor, the people who make the decisions, graduation, clean program, representing us well, wine and cheese, the whole thing. An Ohio State fan goes to bed in Canton, Ohio or Columbus, Ohio. Right there on campus, knowing it's about winning. And if you didn't win, why didn't you win? And so, for an Ohio State fan, you only care about winning. I don't care. I don't care what their GPAs are. I don't care. So, you go to bed knowing that they're doing everything you can. And when that philosophy of, eh, it's important, obviously it's important, but is it as important as it is to Ohio State? The answer is no. When that beats you twice in a row and makes you look bad when they do it, People are going to want to change, man. They're going to want a change. And so it, it's not like – it's going to be a, such a weird 2023. I already can't wait for next year. Makes things spicy, huh? Every single win, uh-huh. he is going to beat the – break. they are going to – I almost cussed. They're going to beat the breaks off of Indiana and everybody they play mm-hmm. by 40 points probably, even though they're, they're losing a lot of players. But they'll, they'll hit the portal sure. and they'll be fine. They'll beat the breaks off a lot of, a lot of teams. And it'll just be like, what are you doing at the end of the year? I think, yeah, real, It's all going to be about that. Nothing yep. else is going to matter. It's going to be I, unbelievable. I, I
3: saw the stat. I thought it had to be wrong. It wasn't. So uh, whoever dug it up, incredible. <laughs> so Ohio State had this long-standing dominance over Michigan. When they took the field on Saturday at home against Michigan, they only had nine players playing in that game that had actually yeah. won a game against Michigan. Wow. Think about that. You've had dominance, so that shows shows you the turnover. The turnover happens really fast, and this is where I get nervous: is that Ohio State's been way up here for a long time? How quickly can that be torn away? I'm not saying it's happening. I'm sure they're still going to recruit great. I'm sure Heartline's doing great. I don't know if Larry Johnson's coming back. I mean, there was some talk about retirement, Larry, and you, you know, I wonder. I, I saw some people on the Reddit board saying uh, the strength and conditioning coach Mariotti. That's time for him to be it done. Comes to that. uh, that's what they, they co- that's what they programs do. do that. Programs go right to that. They said David Shaw at Stanford when their strength and conditioning coach got fired. That was the beginning of the end. Poor that's
4: David the Shaw, hitting coach of the of yeah. the college right. football program. Yeah, exactly yes. right. Yeah, you're so what a great analogy.
2: You're so right. Uh, by the way, uh, feel bad for David Shaw. Um, I I went back and I looked because he was the first guy. Brian Fisher tweeted it 2012. Said David Shaw on the record said that'll be the death of my program, the early signing day.
3: Oh my god. And sure as
2: piss was he right about Stanford football getting killed because of December signing days. Because now what they got? Two and a half, three weeks, two and a half weeks mm-hmm. to get ready for this. And and because Stan- like somebody um somebody asked like well, how explain does-
3: to people why that matters. Okay.
2: Because at a place like – and this is what Pat Fitzgerald's going through at Northwestern right yep, now, too. That's a why, great, like, great he was, reference. He, he was super coach a couple of years ago. Yeah. Should have gone sudden, to the NFL. He's, now all of a sudden he's he's getting kicked in the teeth. You have a signing day that's in December. You have – well, that's not quick enough to get transcripts in to figure out what a kid – As opposed is, to
4: when it was February. Yeah, right?
2: as opposed to – it used to be in February. So it used to be a big day in February. Not Thank for Terrell much. Pryor.
3: He got three more weeks. Well, so he had yeah.
2: – So you had signing day, and so at a lot of schools you get kids in anyway because you're a football factory, and that's the way it works. At a place like Northwestern, Vanderbilt, Mm -hmm. Stanford, Mm -hmm. and a few others, obviously you know service academies and whatever.
1: Of
2: course, service academies are recruiting for a different reason. A Duke, a Duke, Duke certainly. They are not. They're not looking at that the way that other teams are doing it. Well, they'll they'll let you rest a little bit and they'll fudge the numbers. I will get them in. Don't worry about it. No, you are what you are and that's it and that's all. So before you had until February to make sure you had a 3-6 or whatever it takes mm-hmm. to get into Stanford. Now you do not have that. And so now these kids who don't know whether or not who want to go to Stanford want to go to Northwestern. They don't know whether or not they're going to be able to get into Northwestern. So, so
3: see, ya, out of sight, out of mind. They'll
2: just go to uh, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so now you're losing these players because you don't have the two months that you used to have. And now it's changed. What's successful at Stanford and Northwestern Northwestern North, did Northwestern not play in a big 10 championship game? Not too terribly long ago. Two years ago. Okay. Then that was, that was, that was COVID. <laughs> totally I totally forgot yeah. about that game. <laughs> Now, I don't think they have a shot in hell to do it again. If they're going to keep this, I'm serious. If they keep this date the way it is, I don't think they're going to have a shot in hell at it again. Because you, you have to get kids who are on the margins. You have to do it. And you've got to be able to coach them up. David Shaw's a great coach. Pat Fitzgerald's a great coach. Obviously, you have to develop those guys. And the other thing that really hurts Stanford, there's a lot of places that have guys that run out of eligibility. Or they, excuse me, they run out of academic eligibility, but they still have athletic eligibility. And so their grad programs will get them into a grad program and let them continue to go to their school. Stanford will not do any of that with the football program. Will not do any of that with the football program. So if a kid has, has reached his max at Ohio State, I'll get him in a grad program Graduate studies of something so he can stay at Ohio State, even though Ohio State's probably a bad example because mm-hmm. kids leave after their junior year. Yeah. So whatever, use Kansas State for that matter. At Stanford, they won't do it. So you are,
4: you're. I mean, you you're just. I, mean, I don't know how you get. I don't know how you get a real great football. That's coach. how Joe Burrow ended up in LSU, right? Yeah, like, was yeah. the grad program, yeah. and they. Found, He's already graduated. Yeah. You,
2: you have, because now I look at a place like that and I go, now that you've lost David Shaw. To me, a great season now for these programs is six and six. A bowl game is a great season for those until they change this. that's a great season. I don't know who do you get who is interested Stanford is remember they've they've shut down programs already. They've never been a great seller of tickets. Football is not a, sports is not important to Stanford, right? They've had great athletes come through there before. It's like I, I think it's a dead program.
3: No Stan- like I want, like Stanford Stanford they might- does care about sports. They care about all thirty-four well, varsity sports yeah. that they have, which includes rifle, uh, volleyball, yeah. Yeah. swimming, I, like they care about everything.
2: Like the Pac twelve might float Stanford just because it's their academic institution, yeah. the way that Northwestern is. But it's like you are not gonna be competitive. You are not, I, I can't, I cannot see the sun shining on you ever again as long as this continues. NIL, who's paying NIL for Stanford? It's Stanford. You're supposed to want to go here. It's supposed to be tradition. Right. It's supposed to be an honor to go to Stanford. They don't that have we, like think tanks out yeah, there that can get and, them money. And you can say everything about Notre Dame. They care about football at Notre Dame, so they'll work some things at Notre Dame. They have, yeah. Like it's still tough to get into. It's Notre Dame for crying out loud. But they'll still work some things with you at Notre Dame. Over at Stanford, no go. Okay, we'll enjoy your three win. You beat UC Santa Barbara. You beat two other schmoes, and that's it. That's it. And good luck. And, and by the way, if you schedule the wrong one of those, if you schedule on Eastern Washington, they're going to mm. get
3: you. Uh, we'll have to continue this this week. Look at the reaction on Twitter. Oh, I, I, I asked if Michigan has caught up officially. Ohio State program and we are just getting a deluge.
2: Real quick, great hire, bad hire, Hugh Freeze to Auburn. Pretty good.
3: Yeah. I think it is. He's going to win a lot of games. I think I think these these programs get caught up in is there a perfect hire? And so what? Hugh Freeze the, there are some whammies there on his resume. And some whammies. But some big ones. You can't at it, one it, way to put it. The state of affairs with Auburn right now you can't look for perfect. You have to look for who can do it here, who knows this conference, who knows this, this area, who can do it here.
2: Do you think it's a little bit weird that the guy they hired as their AD now was one of the guys who, who was the AD presiding over Mississippi State? People from <laughs> Mississippi State were looking for dirt on uh, you, yeah. Freeze.
3: Yeah, welcome to the SEC, baby. It's, it's do you this. think
2: that he – like, was he trying to go after – do you think he was going after Lane – Yes. And Lane said no, and do you think he was trying to sell him on Deion? I, I and they absolutely were like, think, nope, we're going after Hugh.
3: I think those names were 100% in the mix.
2: I can't imagine a guy from Mississippi State wanting yeah. Hugh Freeze after all that.
3: I what did Deion Sanders say to Colorado?
2: I loved his answer. What was it? He's, it? All he said was, there has been, I think he said, we had the answer in, in the in the um, audio uh, sheet. He said they've made an offer. Um, of course, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. They made brain. an offer. what'd you say? Can you find it?
4: Yeah, keep yeah, he keep said stand.
2: something of, he was very honest. I loved his answer
3: <laughs> Dion is something else. I love Dion. I thought this was gonna be I a circus Dion. show. I thought this was this was never gonna be something. I was like, why is he taking that job, man, and look at look at a few years later he is I mean, he was on the n f l network saying that Brian Hoyer should get paid.
2: He is preaching. I'm loving Deion Sanders. And now Sanders. he's running a program. I'm and And
3: you got Sanders. other boosters that are chasing Deion Sanders. What an amazing, Which amazing turnaround. be turn a great place
2: for him? That's a fun atmosphere, man. And he is a mm, fun coach. Well. That is a fun atmosphere. I know Colorado. I guess he has a connection with their AD. Okay. Um, I guess they say he loves the mountains. I do not know Deion Sanders. All I know is I loved Deon Sanders when I was a kid. That's all Does I he know love like
3: Dion. like climbing the mountains, scaling them?
2: Yeah, I guess jumping off. That's what I was reading about him. I don't know. It's crazy. I was looking at that. And I go, it's amazing. My son loves Nick Chubb at seven years old. Uh-huh. I love Deion yes. Sanders at seven years old. We are not the same. We are. We might look the same in terms of the face. He is not.
3: Deion um, Sanders is one of the coolest athletes like me, of all yeah. time. When we were younger, one he of the coolest ever.
4: No, I don't see it in here. Man. I thought but. it was in.
2: I thought, yeah, okay. Uh, but he 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 was very honest. Like, yeah, there was an offer, but he's like, we got to win this game coming up, and this that, and the other. But he was he was he was honest about it.
3: Or Colorado,
2: he said he has a he says he has a innate sense to focus, and he is focusing on this game. But he didn't say no. He didn't he didn't turn Colorado down yet. He didn't tell him no. Not that I know of. Hey, real quick, do you think my dad was with this? Um, woman
3: so he ended up not coming he
2: didn't come he said he was ill
3: and so we thought that was probably a, a lie right that he was just he realized the gravity of the situation he realized how he uncomfortable was, everybody was going to be i believe he so was he made up some an some illness I, he, I believe
4: he was ill at some point
3: he's now gonna have to go with the i'm a long hauler for the next five years Mari just to here. pay this off
4: get marianne and the lie detector determined that that was a lie <laughs> and that was
3: the lie um, and we thought it was a good move. So do we think he ended up just having his own special Thanksgiving? This can't be easy on him.
2: A very sexy Thanksgiving for my
3: father. I thought about how my first, uh, this is my first one without my aunt. Like, this was tough. There were some, I tried not to think about it, but it comes up. So it's kind of tough. So I imagine he's going through that too. Maybe
2: maybe i'm not sure
3: uh there's memories you know there's there's memories and now you're you're going into a different
2: portion of your life we're very we- i'm very weird i'm not the person to talk to about death
4: well and you said before though you guys did not do big holiday you did- Thanksgiving wasn't a big no. day in your house growing up my parents right? left me alone
2: for thanksgiving mm. oh my well, god i college. was in college you were in college yeah. so it wasn't technically like that's
4: on eight. you but you know Yeah, but
2: they left me alone. They made a movie
4: about it. I went to New York Mm -hmm. in the second one. It was crazy. Christmas
2: Eve, I'll tell you guys about that later on in the month. That was great. We used to go to Aunt Donna's and the drunk down the street. I'll tell you about the drunk down the street. That was a good time. But, yeah, I think, I wonder if my dad might have spent Thanksgiving with this. um, You think he was smushing? Jesus Christ, Owen.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.